whether or not we all realize it, those of us who serve the Lord are participating in the most epic adventure of all time, space, and history. I think it's about time that we start celebrating the miraculous and wonderful ways that God touches our lives in everyday circumstances. I'm Karen Pennington, and this is Daily Adventures in Grace. Hey friends, Karen Pennington here, and I've said this before, when I turn on this camera in the morning, I'm not always exactly sure what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I try to really make it a daily adventure in grace where I seek God daily and trust God daily, and sometimes God is, goes a little easy on me, and I'll have an idea in my head for a couple days, I'll be able to do study, uh, just something God will reveal to me comes very clearly, and I can wake up with a little more confidence of what I'm going to do. And sometimes, like this morning, it's uh, 6 o'clock a.m., I'm ready to start recording, and I have just no idea, no idea. So I had all these thoughts this morning, and uh, they just weren't meshing. I mean, they're good, good thoughts, and I just kept hearing, no, that's not, that's not what to talk about. Talk about the wisdom of my dad, which is a wonderful topic, and uh, no, that didn't really, not today, maybe some other day. And I was talking, thinking about other scriptures I'd read, other things I've written about recently, and just nothing came. And uh, then I remembered something that had been in my heart, so that's what I'm going to talk about. It's the blessing of just enough. And we don't talk about that a lot. We ask God for abundance. We ask God to bless us beyond all that we can ask or imagine. And those aren't bad. The Bible does talk about abundance. The Bible does talk about blessing us. Although, it's not always the way we think. When we think of abundance, a lot of times, particularly on this side of the world, we think of riches, we think of ease, we think of a 401k, a retirement plan, the best insurance ever, everybody getting along. Uh, I'm not sure that that's really the kind of abundance that God talks about because uh, there are things that endure longer that we don't always see and we can't always measure. But so I'm I'm not hating on anybody who prays for abundance. I'm not going to lie. I still pray to be a best-selling author. I would like to be in a nicer house. I would like to have all my bills paid off and have money in the bank and be able to pay for my daughter and granddaughter and son-in-law all to finish college without having to be in debt and all these things. And I'll probably still keep asking for those and that's okay. But I think there's a blessing that's deeper than that. And... Yeah, I just called the Just Enough Blessing, and it's based on a scripture that I read that kind of made me had me scratching my head for a couple of years, but also on Thanksgiving itself. You know, we're about to celebrate Thanksgiving, November 25th this year, and I think back to the first Thanksgiving, and we talk about it like it's abundance, like it's a feast, like it's, you know, just this great, oh my goodness, they were so rich, and um, really what Thanksgiving was about, yeah, it was about the harvest. Yeah, they ate a little more than normal for three days, and um, we probably, honestly, we probably eat more in one day on Thanksgiving than those pilgrims and uh, Native Americans ate in three days. Their their idea of a feast would definitely be less calories and less substance and sugar and all that than ours would. Um, but in their mind, it was a feast, so okay, I'll grant you that. But really, 
what Thanksgiving was about, was not about abundance, was not about long-term security, was not about dominating everyone and everything around them and never having to worry about anything ever again. Certainly was not about gluttony. Uh, <laughs> was not about eating so much pie that you couldn't do anything but sleep and wake up in a food coma. Um, well, actually go into a food coma and wake up with a headache. You know what I mean, but it, it wasn't about any of that. And again, I don't necessarily think it's a sin to have three pieces of pie at Thanksgiving. Maybe a, not a great idea, but not a sin. But it was about survival. It was about, God, you got us through. It wasn't about everybody surviving. Um, we're talking about 50 people left who came over from the Mayflower. We're talking about um, four married women. A lot of young people, not a lot of the elderly, survived. And about twice as many Native Americans who had, of course, helped them survive. Um, in a sense, it was about abundance in terms of grace. And God's grace, which you know is one of my favorite words, God's grace that pulled them through. Um, I'm sure there was abundance of faith development. There was abundance of community. There was a foundation laid that lasted for a long time in our country. I don't know that it's there anymore. One where you have a dream, you lay it before God's feet, and you work your tail off. Except for you take one day a week off when you're not working your tail off, because that's what God said in Exodus 20, take a day of rest, work your tail off the rest. <laughs> and then you see fruits, and it's hard. It's hard. But hard is part of the blessing. It's, not, it's crazy. We don't think about hard as part of the blessing, but... it's how we get defined a lot of times. If you think about defining moments in people's life, even times that they speak of as like the glory days of joy, it's not like, oh, we never had to do anything. It was more, we worked hard. We live, you know, marriages a lot of times they, when they suffer because of almost a curse of ease, they look back on their early days when they, they just had each other and hard work and... I mean, that's all they had. They had each other, those who were left, and they had God. Um, they had new friends that didn't believe the same way they did, but helped them out. And that was the blessing. It was not riches. It was not riches. It was survival. And um, Sometimes we think of survival as, oh, I just need to survive. I just, just, like, that's like this big curse to make it through the day and you make it through a hard day and you've gained more than just that day you've you've gained a sense of accomplishment you've gained I mean there's so much if we could just learn to look at it differently if you're just making it take out that word just you're making it you know because I don't believe on Thanksgiving that the first Thanksgiving that the idea was oh we just barely made it I think the idea was we made it. We made it. God was in it. And you know, they had this dream and they had this conviction and it was impossible. And because of the work of God, they did it. And when God enables you to do the impossible, it's never just making it. You know, it's making it. It's overcoming and victory in the name of Jesus. And if you have the ability to have gratitude for those small gifts, for those everyday things, that is a blessing beyond measure. Beyond, oh, yay, I'm a millionaire or a billionaire. Again, you have millions? Lovely. 
powerful. Let the Lord use it. It doesn't mean that you're not doing the right thing. But that's not really where the blessing is. Um, I'm looking at Ecclesiastes. Now remember, Ecclesiastes was written by King Solomon, who had gone after basically everything. And he was I, one of the wisest kings ever and did some of the dumbest stuff ever. Even as he's asking God for wisdom, he's making alliance with Egypt, which God said, don't go near. And even as he is committing his way to the Lord, he's gathering up foreign wives and horses, which God also said, don't do. So he's doing both things, but he's saying, you know, I went after glory. I went after riches. I even went after wisdom. Like he, he, he honored wisdom above the God who provides it. And he said, it's meaningless. And you know, everything in the world is meaningless. And it's crazy how Solomon, you know, the guy that's known as the wisest king, one of the richest kings, people came from other countries to see his riches. He said this. Um, now i got to go to the other one. Um, this is what he said was the meaning in life. He said this other stuff was just meaningless. He said, uh, this is Ecclesiastes 5, New Revised Standard Version. And of course, I lost it because that's what I do in the morning. Ecclesiastes 5.18. This is what I've seen to be good. It's fitting to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun. The few days of the life God gives us, for this is our lot. Don't look at legacy. Don't look at immortality. Don't even look at riches because he said, riches, isn't it crazy? This guy that had all the riches and had all the wisdom, he said, that's meaningless. He had over and over and over again through Ecclesiastes, meaningless. But the thing that gives meaning is to work the land God's given you. That's it. How many times do we reach beyond? Again, I'm not saying it's bad to you know look for more, but if in the quest for more, we can't pay attention and enjoy what's right in front of our face. Then we're depriving ourselves of the joy God would give us and we're depriving the Lord of the thanksgiving that he deserves. Is it okay to work for promotion? Fine. As long as you're within God's will, nothing wrong with it. Is it okay to work towards a goal, that, especially one that God has given you? That's great, but if you're ignoring the gifts that God gives you right now, you know, maybe it is your lot in life to move forward. Maybe that's that's fine. But you know what? This thing, ambition, often not from God. If your ambition is, this is something God really has called me to do, and I'm surrendered to God every day, great. I'm, I'm not against that. I've had this ambition before. I've had this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to move this, I'm going to move this, and... I'm going to have my family with me the whole time. And I can tell you, I did not honor my husband the way I needed to because I was always going for this goal and he just had to understand me and sit behind me and help me. And, um, you know, if we didn't have the time we needed together, we just had to understand this was for God's glory. And, you know, but that was ambition. And, um, yeah, I had my daughter with me all the time, but she used to be like, mommy, I want all your attention. And there were other things that crept in there because in my ambition, to move forward, and it wasn't all bad. Some of it was of God, but the way that I carry it out, it ultimately led to a crash in our life. Uh, not just me, lots of things happened together, but I was definitely a, a part of it. <laughs> and I have to say I'm in a better place right now. I, I'm a substitute teacher by choice. So I often feel the temptation to look 
for a job that I could get that would pay, you know, three or four times as much, that would have good benefits. Um, one I could do, one I could probably do well, but I just keep hearing God say, crazy as it is, stay a substitute teacher. And as crazy as it is, in high school, I literally, if you would have said the worst job in the world, I'd say substitute teacher. They don't get enough respect. They don't get enough money. They don't get enough credit. I love being a substitute teacher. The high school I'm in, often, I didn't think it would be a good high school. I was like, let me go out in the country. I don't want any of this. And um, I enjoy it. I, I even enjoy the challenge of it. I, It's crazy. And I look at this and go, why do I enjoy it? Because it's where God wants me. It's where I'm planted. That is one of the greatest joys in life. That is that blessing of just enough where you're like, I'm exactly where God wants me right now. I can think about other things. I can look to other things. I can dream about other things. As long as that doesn't take me away from enjoying the pleasure of being and doing and receiving all that God would have for me. Now, to be fair, the next verse, likewise to all that God gives wealth and possession and whom he enables to enjoy them and to accept their lot and find enjoyment in their toil. This is the gift of God. So if you can remain joyful and grateful in the situation where God has put you, that's the real blessing. It's not about the money. It's not about the power. It's not about the privilege. Trust me, substitute teacher, really got none of that stuff. Um, but there's so much joy. And in a way, I feel like it's a higher position than some of the other stuff I had where I got paid more and had my name written on a door and, or in a paper or whatever. Now, I have another one. This one um, was not a Solomon. It was a proverb, but it was a proverb of someone else. Proverbs 30. One of the weirder prayers I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, because again, people are like, give me abundance, God. Give me abundance. And um, this is Proverbs 30, 7 and 9. Two things I ask of you. Do not deny them to me before I die. Remove far from me falsehood and lying. I like that part. Integrity is good. Here's the weird part. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that I need. Or I shall be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? I think they call that complacency. Or I shall be poor and steal and profane the name of my God which is called desperation. Have you ever thought about that? That we don't think about, oh my goodness, I just made it. I mean, we barely paid our bills this month. or I don't know how we're going to pay our bills this month. I guess we keep doing it. We barely, you know those times, oh my gosh, we barely made it through. Y'all, that's what Thanksgiving was about. It's what our Thanksgiving often needs to be about. And according to this writer, uh, I don't know who it is, his name is Agor, son of Jack Jackay. Kind of a random person writing an oracle. I don't know if he's ever mentioned again in the Bible, but <sighs> give me neither poverty nor riches. When we have just enough and we're just where we need to be, that's a blessing. Maybe some of y'all don't think that you are where you need to be. Is it because you think you deserve something better? Or is it because you know for sure that you're disobeying God? 
So my advice would be move into obedience. Move towards obedience. And enjoy whatever God's given you because there's a blessing in it. There's a blessing in it. There are hard days. You're allowed to have hard days and feel like these are horrible hard days. But according to Solomon, the greatest meaning and the greatest joy in life is saying, this is where God wants me. This, I'm going, I, I am living a faithful life and whatever God's given me, toil or otherwise, God will get me through it and I won't just make it, I'll make it. And in the process, there's joy and there's abundance beyond what we could ask or imagine or even know is abundance. And if you're doing just enough, praise God, it's enough. Lord, thank you for that blessing of just enough. Thank you, Lord. Even it's hard to say thank you for the times where we're working our tails off and just not feeling like we're just barely making it. But in that, Lord, you teach us to trust you. You teach us to honor you. You teach us humility and knowing that we don't just have control, Lord. Thank you for the times of abundance. Thank you for the times where in your infinite wisdom you keep us from abundance because you know that abundance, earthly-wise, might keep us from you, Lord Jesus. The abundance we want is to recognize your grace and your joy in anything that you would give us, Lord. Keep us in the center of your will. Keep us grateful, Lord. Keep us thankful because we know that that's the true victory, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. Be blessed, my friends. May your day be filled with grace, with abundance as God would give it, with just enough for you to know that God is more than enough. <laughs>